Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. Today, our message is entitled, The Target of the Explosion. And when we talk about explosion, we are talking about the explosion of the preaching of the gospel of Christ. That the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached and is always explosive. Especially when the gospel goes into a place for the first time. It, it blasts like an explosion. And the preaching of the gospel follows, is followed by things. And the Bible said that when people believe, he said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. The Bible said, and they shall lay their hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. All these things describe the explosiveness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That when we preach the gospel, it's explosive. And this year, our team at KIA, our team at EAM, our team at Fountain Gate Chapel, is explosion. And what we are saying is that the gospel of Jesus Christ will explode, the power of the Holy Ghost will explode, that the word of God will explode, and that you will be an exploder, that wherever you go, you will explode. Wherever we go, that we are going to explode. Wherever we go, that we are going to explode. Now, when it talks about, um, when the Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, the verse number 15, that, you will preach the gospel to every creature. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, that word, go ye into all the world, is go ye into all the cosmos. And the other day, I spoke to us about the cosmos. That is the destination. But within that destination, there is a target. And the target is there every creature now that word target sorry that word target it means the intended person or place or object at which an explosion is aimed so when you aim an explosion at a particular person or place or object we call that thing a target or that person a target so when this year is the year of explosion so who is going to be the target and the Bible makes it clear that the target is every creature. Everybody shout every creature. And that word creature doesn't mean every goat, every dog, every sheep, every lion. It is not talking about animals and it's not talking about inanimate things like rivers and mountains and things like that. Those ones don't, the, the, the effect of the gospel will affect them, but they are not really the target. The target of the gospel is human beings and the human beings affect the environment okay so every creature talks about every creation and every formation anything that is formed anybody that is formed in the image of god it means everyone it means every human being jew or gentile everybody included all races jews and non-jews um when you talk about the word gentile gentile doesn't talk about who you are but the word gentile simply talks about who you are not so when they say you are a gentile what they are saying is that you are not a jew that is all so 
So every one of us, we are not Jews. So apart from the Jews, everybody else is a Gentile. So an American is a Gentile, a British is a Gentile, a Russian is a Gentile, <laughs> an Arab, Arabian is a Gentile. Everybody is a Gentile, apart from the Jews. So when the Jews refer to the rest of us as Gentiles, what they are saying is that we are non-Jews. Now, so he said, you will preach the gospel to every creature, every creature, everyone, everybody. When I look at the everyone, I see some kind of, I see that the emphasis is that Jesus is trying to say, or what he's telling them is this. You saw me here and whilst I was ministering, my attention was on the lordship of the house of Israel. But as I go, you must turn your attention to everybody else. You must turn your attention to everybody else. And Jesus goes into heaven. And the disciples still want to keep the gospel among the Jews. They don't even want to take it to the Gentiles. That is the nature of human beings. We like exclusive clubs. I, I mean, for my personal ministry, I'm the founder of Fountain Gate Chapel. And I remember when I started doing something like EAM, um, it appeared odd. Um, but he's a fountain gator. What is this EAM to? And then by the time the EAM realized, KIA, what is that one to? And something is constantly expanding in front of you, and you are getting confused because you think that the gospel should be limited to you alone. But this explosion is to everyone. And there are many of you here or under the sound of my voice if it was left to you alone god will not save anybody god will not heal anybody god will not bless anybody it will just be you and we are in this church and we are struggling and they are always looking at outsiders and we are in the ministry and nobody took care of us and they were taking care of other people but you know all kinds, all kinds of strange ways of thinking so jesus dies he rises from the dead and he's telling his disciples that this gospel must go to every creature. You will receive power and you will be my witnesses. Throughout the world, he said, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the Samaritans you didn't want to hear about, you must take the gospel to them. So, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the rest of the world, until the gospel explodes everywhere. Now, when we say Gentile, we are talking about somebody who is not a Jew. Somebody who is not a Jew. And it brings to my mind, number one, people that are unknown. Unknown in the sense that when you are counting people, they don't exist. They are not counted. They are non-existent. They don't exist. So, um, you take the gospel to people that are unknown. They are not counted they are practically non-existent. Number two about the Gentile is, apart from being unknown, the Gentile is unclean. That means that the Gentile is sinful. The Gentile is contaminated. So he's talking about unknown people. He's talking about unclean people. And he's talking about undeserving. People that don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. They don't have the required skills and they don't have the required qualifications. Something about them about the gentiles disqualifies them from receiving the gospel so number one unknown number two um undeserving number three unclean 
So they are unclean. They are undeserving. They are unqualified. They, they, they cannot receive the gospel. And Jesus Christ, during his lifetime, now many people don't understand it, but when he said in Mark chapter 16, that go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He really meant the every creature because in his own lifetime, he seemed to have created an impression that the Gentiles are not fit to receive the, the gospel. And the reason he did it like that was because whilst he was on earth, he had to show the, 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 the Jews attention first. And it is when they refuse, then attention is diverted or extended to the Gentiles. So when Jesus was here, he knew he was going to minister for only three and a half years. And after the three and a half years, he will be gone and there will be enough time to minister to the Gentiles. So he spent all his time whilst he was here ministering um, for 30 years um, quiet. And then for the next three and a half years exploding with the gospel. And the, the whole thing about exploding with the gospel so powerful from place to place preaching and his attention was mainly on the Jews. And whilst he was alive, one day he sent his disciples and he said, I want you to go preach the gospel. He, he called the tw twelve, and he commanded them saying, listen to, the, listen to the strange thing. Go not into the way of the Gentiles. Don't take this message to the Gentiles. I want you to take the message. Don't take it to the Gentiles. And into the city of the Samaritans, enter ye not. God determines that the gospel should go. And he decides first to the Greek and also to the, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. So if the gospel gets to you, you must see it as a privilege because it does not go just anywhere. Um, so you come to Ghana and places like Accra and places like Greater Accra region and places like Ashanti region and I think partly central and um, western region, they have a profuse invasion of the gospel. And you come to some other parts of the country and we had to wait. We had to wait and wait and wait and wait for the gospel to come to us. So, Jesus said, don't go into the way of the Gentiles and into the city of the Samaritans, enter you not. That means don't take the gospel there. But rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So I'm sending you, just go to the lost, lost sheep of the house of Israel. So people, any one of you under the sound of my voice who received the gospel and you were born again, gave your life to Christ, got filled with the Holy Ghost, please don't take it for granted because if God had not sent the message to you, it will not come. There are many people who are still waiting for their turn. Every one of them waiting for their turn. And their turn has not come. So he said, go to just the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay? And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So if it's not your turn yet, you will not get the kingdom of God preached to you. Heal the sick. That means if it's not your turn, you will not get that healing. Cleanse the lepers. That means if it's not your turn, you will not be cleansed. Raise the dead. That means if it's not your turn, you will not be raised. Cast out devils. That means if it's not your turn, you will not have devils cast out of you. And he said, freely you have received, freely give. So this is Jesus himself giving instruction to his disciples to preach the gospel. And he's telling them that the gospel is not for everybody. Just concentrate on the Jews. 
at this particular point, you, you cannot even call it gospel, gospel, or good news, good news yet. They are preaching the gospel of the kingdom, but not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because at this point, Jesus Christ had not died yet. And he had not shed his blood yet. And so, technically speaking, the dispensation of grace had not yet started. Because without the death of the, the, the sacrifice, the, the covenant has not started yet. So the new covenant started after Jesus' death. But this gospel of the kingdom was to be preached to the people. But he said, even then, don't preach it to the Gentiles. Now, on one occasion, something interesting happened in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus got to a place which was the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Tyre and Sidon. And these were Sidonians. And the, 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 the people there were the people of Canaan. And the, the, a woman there of Canaan in the coast of Tyre and Sidon when Jesus went there, the woman came to Jesus and told, she kept shouting and screaming. She needed Jesus' attention because her, her, her daughter was vexed with demons. And she followed the disciples screaming and shouting. And the disciples came to Jesus. They said, Sir, can you, can you stop this woman from screaming at us? The way she's screaming and barking at us all over the place. And Jesus answered and said unto them, I am not sent but to the lordship of the house of Israel. That means I'm here, but I cannot minister to the lordship of Israel. I am not sent to them. People, that is why I'm telling you uh, uh, that anytime the gospel comes to you, anytime you have the opportunity to receive the gospel, it's such an opportunity, it's, it's an advantage. God has given you a blessing and you should never take it for granted. He said, I was not sent to the Lord. I was not sent but to the lordship of the house of Israel. The woman maybe heard what Jesus was saying and she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And he answered and said, it is not meat or it is not good to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. I cannot take the children's bread and give it to dogs. I can't take the children's bread and give it to you. Now, listen to what the woman is saying. And the woman said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Now, the woman actually was preaching a gospel. You know, normally food will start from the master's table before they fall to the bottom. So, before they fall on the floor or something. So, what the woman is saying is that now, after the Jews, the Greeks and the Gentiles, can also get their portion. After the Jews, we too will get our portion. You have been healing some Jews. I've heard of you. I, I, I've, I've seen you heal so many Jews. Me too, as a Gentile, I just want the crumbs. I want the crumbs at the bottom of the table. And Jesus answered and said unto the woman, that, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done unto thee as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. So, but the point I want to make is that even healing, God determined this person can be healed. That one cannot be healed. This one is your turn. That one is not your turn. And God determines all those things. And sometimes you don't know the, 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 the criteria with which God chooses people to bless. Uh, I told you 
Sometimes he blesses undeserving people. You can imagine God is looking for an apostle. He's looking for somebody. How many of you here, we all know about Paul. Every one of us in this building would have liked to be Apostle Paul. I mean, if they ask you that, do you want to have the privileges of Paul the Apostle in the gospel? I'm sure every one of us here will say yes. I mean, who doesn't want to be in a prison and the gates will open and you will walk out? Who doesn't want to be the preacher where the handkerchiefs and aprons will come from your body and the sick will be healed? Who doesn't want to be that kind of preacher who a snake will bite you you will shake the snake into the fire and remain standing. Who doesn't want to be the preacher? Who will go into the third heavens? But now, God is choosing a preacher to do that. And the preacher he chose was a man who was persecuting the church. And is going to Damascus to go and bind believers and bring them captive back to Jerusalem to be tormented. And God decided this is the one I'm choosing, undeserving. The whole thing about preach the gospel to every creature is that... Take the gospel to people who are unknown, people that are unclean, and people that are undeserving. And Jesus is telling this woman, I will not take the food of the children and then give it to dogs. That is what Jesus told the woman. The woman said, the dogs will eat of the crumbs that, that fall from the table. Now, it is never surprising when the gospel goes to the people who are qualified or to the to the jews but where the thing becomes complicated is when the message or the the blessing of god goes to people that are not qualified and the, the so the gentiles these are idol worshipers they are in all kinds of things and god goes to them and then he sends them the gospel also and some of you sometimes will think there are people who who are not qualified they are not supposed to receive the blessing and the miracles of god but when jesus said take the gospel to every creature i believe that his emphasis was that this time around i want you to take the gospel to the people who don't even deserve it the people you heard me say they were samaritans the people you heard me say they were gentiles the people you heard me say were unclean now it's time take the gospel to them so Paul was a beneficiary of the gospel. He, he was not qualified. He said something. He said, I was the chiefest of sinners. That means among sinners, I was the number one. But God in his mercy chose me. And because God chose him out of his mercy, Paul was a preacher of grace. Paul was a preacher of grace. And listen to him in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Now watch this. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. I came to tell somebody here today that any good thing you've ever heard happened to somebody. It was that person first, but there is also you. He said to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. So anything that happened in Rome can happen in Macedonia. Anything that happened in Accra can happen in Bogatanga. Anything that happened in Kumasi can happen in Cape Coast. I came to tell you that somebody was saved, somebody was blessed yesterday, but today it is your turn. 
receive your turn in the name of Jesus. I like it. That I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone who believes, to the Jew first. But I'm not interested in the Jew first because I'm not a Jew. What I'm interested in is, and also to the Greek. Somebody was healed, and also you. Somebody was saved, and also you. Somebody was blessed, and also you. Somebody got the breakthrough, and also you. So he said to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. And um, sometimes God chooses people, he, he annoys people, he blesses people, and many of us don't understand. You are like, why is this guy the target of the, of the explosion? It will amaze you that God can walk into this building, and when he's healing, it will be the people who are the sinners. The people you think are the sinners, it will shock you that they are the people that are healed. One of the most annoying things in life is when you go to a healing crusade. Whether it's organized by Bishop Ajinasari or Dr. Piakofi or Bishop um, or Dr. Robert Ampiakofi or um, Bishop Dake Ward Mills, who does crusade again, Bishop Ajinasari. You go to the crusade and you find out that most of the cripples who are healed, most of the people, the blind who see, most of the people who are deaf, you realize they were Muslim. They are pagans. They've never been to church. And you are wondering, what about we the believers? In fact, strangely, a lot of believers who go to those places, <laughs> they go back and they are not healed. And you are asking, why were they not healed? The reason they were not healed is because they had the word of God. They went to church. They listened to the scriptures. The word of God was preached to them. And if the word of God preached to them could not give them faith to be healed, it is not a one-night crusade that would make any difference in their life. But the Muslim, the pagan, the idol worshiper stands at the crusade platform and when they say, and when Naaman dipped himself in the river seven times, his skin became like the skin of a baby. The Muslim is like, wow! And his faith just goes up. It's like somebody who has never eaten sugar who suddenly takes sugar. The, 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 the sugar level of the blood just go boom, a spike. And that's because he has never received this. So, you see Jews and um, they are not saved. And you see Gentiles and Greeks and they are saved. Tonight, I'm speaking particularly to people who think they are not deserving of the explosion. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and the verse number 9, he said that for a great door and effectual is open unto me and there are many adversaries. For a great door and effectual is open unto me and there are many adversaries. God can, doors were open to Paul to preach the gospel in, in various places. And anywhere Paul went, there was an explosion. But there were these Jews who followed Paul everywhere. When they heard Paul is going to Nakwanduri, they will appear there. They hear Paul is going to Nalergu, they will appear there. They hear Paul is going to um, Kukrantumi, they will appear there. They appeared everywhere, stirred up people to resist the gospel. 
that Paul was preaching. It was as if they were on full-time work but without salary. They went everywhere. They just opposed the gospel that Paul was preaching. And Paul was saying that there is a great door and effectual open unto me. I feel in my spirit now that there is a great door, an effectual door open for somebody to receive the gospel, to be healed, to be blessed, to be delivered. And I pray that the adversary will be removed from your face so that you can enjoy the blessing of that gospel. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Because when it's time for you to receive the gospel, if the adversaries are there and nothing is done about the adversaries, it can be your time and you will not be blessed. So Paul told the Thessalonians, he said, pray for us that the gospel of Jesus Christ will have free cause and be glorified among the people, even as it is with you, the Thessalonians, because everybody has no God faith. Sometimes it can be time for some people to receive a gospel. God can say it is time. But there can be adversaries that will stand in the way of the gospel, hinder the gospel, and the gospel will not be preached to the people. But tonight, I just want us to pray that anybody that is unknown, anybody that is unclean, and anybody that is undeserving, may God bring you the gospel, the effect of the gospel. Somebody said, well, I've received the gospel, I'm born again, but it didn't only say be born again. You must receive the comprehensive package of the explosion of the gospel. Preach the gospel to them. And he said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. All these things are part of the gospel. And, and I'm praying that somebody who thinks you are undeserving. Today, I just want to stay on the undeserving. Many people in life think they are undeserving. They think they don't deserve it. And it's true. It's good to think you don't deserve it. But it is bad to think because you don't deserve it, God will not do it for you. I pray for undeserving people. I pray for undeserving people. I pray for people tonight who for one reason or the other think they are not deserving of the mercies of God. Can I pray for somebody right now who maybe you got a marriage and you messed it up or someone messed it up for you and you are getting a second chance and you are like, I don't deserve it. Can I pray for somebody who is in the ministry and you mess up a chance to do ministry and God is opening another door for you and you are thinking, I don't deserve it. May the Lord help you to know you don't have to deserve it to have it. Because if you deserve it to have it, then it is not of the mercy of God. By grace are we saved through faith. And that not of our own, it is the gift of God. Somebody lift up your hand and begin to declare, Father, I want to be a beneficiary of the gospel. In the name of Jesus. Now, listen to me. Can you imagine that maybe you were an alcoholic at a certain point in your life? You were alcoholic. And then you developed liver cirrhosis. The devil will tell you, you cannot be healed. Whatever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. But the essence of the gospel is that the healing goes to the undeserved. 
that undeserving. You, you, you don't deserve it. But God can heal your liver. Can you imagine that you were a smoker and you got a problem with your lungs? The devil will just tell you, you cannot be healed because of your sin. You cannot be healed. Maybe you lived a certain kind of life and you got some sickness, hepatitis, HIV. The devil will just tell you, you know what? You cannot be healed because of the life you lived. Today I pray that God did not only forgive you. He did not only heal you. But he repaired even the consequences of your actions on your body and your environment. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.